Welcome to True House Stories. I am Lenny Fontana coming out of the NYC. Those that know how much I love my city, I'm going to put that on pause for a moment. Talk about another windy city. Windy city. Remember that song, right? Windy city. And we are going right to one of the best of the windy city, Chicago. We're focusing our spotlight. We're going to the West, next to Indiana, Wisconsin, and Chi, Chicago, Illinois, to bring up one of the best in the game. A true brother, I can actually call a brother. I've worked with him, been on the road with him. I've experienced working on records with him. He is what I call one of the nicest people I know in our game, talented like you. Oh man, talented in the word, ridiculously talented, like ridiculously talented. Singer, producer, record label owner, you name it, done it all. Organized festivals in Chicago. He's playing every week, every week, and he is a minister of sound. And when I say minister, I mean a real true minister of the sound. I like to introduce up to the stage Noah the Incomparable, Ron Carroll. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to have to have you a single cap or No one gets introduction like that, brother. What's up, everybody? What's good? What's good, Lenny? We're living, brother. We're making it. We're, we're, we're missing all each other. We're trying to st- somewhat do normal things. And I don't want to yeah. say where you are right now. I'll let you tell the, the, the general public around the world. You know, catching Ron ain't an easy thing these days. He's everywhere in Chicago. Man. Man. Put- right now, you know, yeah, I'm with Dad right now um, at an eye care facility. So Dad's getting his eyes checked. I'm doing an interview. Let's go. <laughs> Good. All right. We'll get right into it. Mm-hmm. Big Ron, for the people yeah. out there have been wondering how come you haven't traveled or whatever, you know, across the ocean, whatever's going on. Let us know where you're up to with COVID. How is COVID? How have you been handling COVID? I know you've been DJing a lot and stuff. Yeah. So. Well, I'm, I'm going to say this, Lenny. Um, I was always told in whatever situation that you're in, that whatever reality that's around you, you create your own reality within that reality. So for me, it's been a paradise because we've been able to express ourselves still musically to the people here in Chicago, as well as um, the world when we did our lives through uh, Lay Nocturne, when we were doing our live shows. I would, I would drive up there every single day to just uh, try to give the message of music to people, you feel me? So it's been it's been beautiful, brother. I at first I'm I'm not gonna lie. At first it kind of shook me up. <clears throat> Excuse me, kind of shook me up, and uh, I was my mind was like, man, is this it? You feel me, Lenny? You get that little feeling, like is this it? Is everything about to stop? Is this the end of of it all? I had that thought for a little, little bit, uh, but then after that, 
I settled in and I said, let's go. Let's go. We're going to keep it cracking. Yeah, because you know what? It's either that do or die or bust. You know, I always say it's because either one or the other. You know, it's like either we're going to either get there and still. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Personally, I lost the steam for just a moment because of my plans were completely changed. And I know you must have felt yeah. that same feeling. It's like someone, for sure. like, for example, helium balloon, and they just went pop and it just poof for a minute. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, uh oh, am I pausing over there? You still seeing me? No, we're good. We're hearing you. Go ahead. We're hearing you. Oh, pausing. Okay. okay. Everybody's uh, on but, location. Yeah. Everybody's on location. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you, man, that that's what happens. It knocks the wind out of you for a minute, and then after that, you say, "Okay, this, this is what I do. This is it's it's crisis time." But let me get back into my head. Let me get back into my creative thought. Hence, your show that you're doing right now is creative thought within the situation. So you took advantage of that situation, and I love what you're doing. I love it, brother. It's it's beautiful. It, it is. It's actually catapulted you to the world more than I've ever seen from you. So I, I you're blessed, bro. We're blessed in this. Gotta keep. Yeah. So I, that's how I say. I, I kind of said. I took a dark moment and brought light to the table. You know, that's how Absolutely. I see it. But enough about that anyway. We're, we're all good. We're, you know, people want to hear, you know, how does it all begin for you? You know, where does this music thing start for you as a young, young lad, you know, young guy, young kid? Well, I will be, I will be honest with you, man. Like, uh, when I started it, it was basically of wanting to be accepted by people. Um, I always had this self-esteem, this low self-esteem issue when I was growing up, never feeling a part of things. So I remember going to a high school dance, and I think a lot of people in Europe may call it middle school. And I was I went to one of the dances, and I saw this DJ playing for the, for the dance. So we're all in our socks because we call it the sock hop. So we all in our socks. We're dancing. And I'm looking at this guy, and everybody's around him. They're dancing, hands are in the air, they're whistling. All the ladies was there. I said, yo, I watched that guy all night. I didn't get any punch. I didn't do, I just sat and stared at this guy. And I remember saying to myself, that's what I want to do. Because I want people to, you know, to like me and accept me and I said, I'm going to use this to uh, to catapult that. And I think that's how it started with wanting to be accepted. And that's what, what took it off for me. So when you said sock hop, you truly meant like a true sock hop. You guys dance with socks on, no sneakers. With no. socks on. Yeah, no sneakers. Take your shoes off at the door. You know, they don't know that stuff in Europe. They don't know when we talk, when they say sock hop. Like, what? What's that mean? No, no, exactly. So you, saw the DJ, so you saw the DJ playing. Do you remember who, who was that a neighborhood guy? Or was that somebody that was famous? Well, during that time, it was a guy named David Harrison. If I mention his name today in Chicago, people are like, I don't know what you're talking about. But back then, David Harrison was a popular guy. And he came and I just saw the way he did the turntables and the records and I said, wow. I said, 
this right here is going to get me in the door, bro. I'm going to have the ladies on the arm. You know what I mean? I was, I was feeling the whole little vibe. So, yeah, that's what, that's what started Ron Carroll to want to be a DJ. That part right there. So, so musically speaking, um, being trained, are you, yeah. have you, have you been formally trained in an instrument besides singing and all that? Well, yeah, actually, you know, actually I can play, um, about, about six instruments. And so the saxophone, clarinet, the flute, the trumpet, the French horn, and the trombone. Very talented. Yeah. See, now a lot of people don't know that unless they worked with you. Yeah. Right, exactly. Exactly. So I could I could play those things and I used to own the horns, but you know, over time you'd be like, what happened to the horn I had? You I'd have probably sold it. Once I started DJing, that part of me kind of took a back seat. But I'm starting to revisit those instruments now. Get my chops worn back up. Is there a particular reason why you're you're starting to feel that you need to revisit them? You know, I think life is weird, Lenny. Sometimes you let go of things, and then as you begin to learn life, experience it, and you become to master your own lane in life or accept your own lane, a lot of those older things come back around. And you begin to want to dive back into those things again, you know? Yeah, right. And, and that's what happened with me. Yeah. That's start, what happened. They start scratching at you okay. in a funny way, right? It's yeah. like they come back at you. Yes. Yo, I need you. Yes. Alive. It's like it's like that movie with uh, Kim. It was like, yeah, Gail, I need Jesus and I need you in my life. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, bro. For sure. For sure. <laughs> So from so from the middle school to high school, this all starts to take off. Paint the yeah. picture of what the era was like around you. Was was house music prevalent yet, or was it pre? What was going on? No, it was it was definitely pre. It was it was definitely the building point. Um, people were just being, you know, it was songs coming out, records, and it was just a new exposition. You know, you kind of like went on these record uh, store expositions to find. And it wasn't only house, bro. It was new wave. It was industrial. It was disco. It was like everything at that point. You know, house wasn't fully the, the, the main thing, but it was a, a mix of everything. And that's what was great to me about those times because we would even take a rock song, bro. And play a rock record. Look at this. Why is my phone ringing? See, this is the thing I'm talking about, lady. You can't pick up the phone right now. It doesn't stop, bro. You got to keep that phone off because otherwise we'll lose you. I'm not going to pick it up. Well, actually, it, we, we, your videos, exactly. videos kind of stuck a little bit on you holding me pointing at us. But we, we, we're glad we can hear you. Is that what's going on right now? Yeah, it's it's stuck. You've been, wow, bro. But anyway, we're able to hear you. That's okay. So now, okay. So when you say rock, okay, so when you say rock, 
what yeah what kind of rock record are we talking about bro i was into kiss iron maiden black no sabbath uh acdc listen bro i was into all of that and i had the posters on my wall you know when you're a kid you share your bedroom with your brother or your sister sometimes so i shared it with my brother and my side of the wall was all of these rock posters you know and he told me he used to scare him when we were younger he used to look <laughs> over there and see the iron Maiden. <laughs> right because those posters were skulls and skeleton looking and yes yeah. yes man and uh it was so fun bro uh back in those days just to explore music in, in a virgin type of way where, you know, you didn't know about it. You didn't understand it, but it just made you feel a certain way. And that's, that's the best part of it for me. And yeah, it made me more open. Yo, you know, that's, that's, that's categorized as glam rock. If I remember correctly. Are you serious, bro? Well, no, but some of those guys. Yeah. Are getting fully dressed up, you know, with makeup and all. <laughs> <laughs> Posters are the only thing scary about it. The music was great. Don't get me wrong, right. the music was dope. But those, if you remember, MTV was fresh. It was yes. fresh and they were all over it. And they were with those spandex pants. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were, bro. They were. And it, but what's weird, Lenny. We really did. I mean, I know I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, I didn't really look at it <clears throat> as a bad thing. I just thought it was their way of just doing it. Like, you know, it wasn't something that I wanted to do, but I just thought it was just them and their moment. You can you know, hear live in their moment. Right. You can hear songs like, I want to rock. God, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I want to rock. Rock. Dude. Yes, sir. And, they, and the girls would go nuts. They would That's the key. Things, right? That's just crazy. That's the key. That's the key, lady. I think for all of us, man, back in the day, it was, you know, with brothers, it was how the ladies reacted to it. If right. the ladies reacted, we were there. We wanted to be a part because the ladies reacted. Yeah. That's right. And and, mm -hmm. and and even the guys, everybody, you know, you know, you saw the crowd go nuts and you were like, yo, how do you make this? How do we get right. that to work with what where we are, right? It, exactly, bro. Exactly, brother. So now between playing all the clarinet and all the horn parts, and I can imagine you did high school <laughs> band and all that, because I can imagine that's probably what happens. You're in high school mm -hmm. band, the whole thing, and your chops and all that stuff is going on and on and on. Yes, sir. Take us on to the point now where you start to... DJ, and you start to find your way through this Chicago fierceness that was going on around you. Because a lot of competition going on, right? Oh, my God, bro. Listen, competition was is, is the main thing that we were built off of. We were built off of competition. So years ago, Chicago was well known for doing basement parties. So people would have certain basements at their home and they were popular for how dope your basement party was. Okay. Am I You're still, there? still with us? We're taking it all in. Go ahead. Okay, my brother. Because you know I'm at this this hospital clinic, 
just making sure. So um, with the basement parties, you had people who were known, like, oh, oh, if you go on Oglesby, it was a block called Oglesby. Man, Oglesby be rocking. You know, that that's what all the big parties said. It's on Oglesby, right? And then another one will do one on a block called Bennett. Oh, you got to go to Bennett. That's what a hot, so it was like that. So what I tried to do, me and my brother, because we started DJing at the same time, I said, okay, we're going to throw one in our basement, right? So we got the turntables. We got everything set up. We threw a party in our basement. So we were the block on Euclid. Said, okay, we're going to be the, the best party on Euclid. Bro, none of us could really play. Our blends were garbage, right? So we sit there trying to play. People looking at us like, dude. <laughs> Dude, like, no, man. Like, like you guys, you guys gotta practice the vote, bro. Like, this is this is all wait, 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 wait. Come on. Come on. Like, because you guys thought you were the bomb, I bet. You probably thought you guys were like the bomb, the tickety bomb, right? Oh. Brother, we had capes on our back. To us, we were superheroes, okay? <laughs> you were like Captain Marvel, the greatest <laughs> Right. <laughs> meanwhile, and we love the reality checks. Meanwhile, the truck. You meanwhile, you had trucks and helicopters crashing up in that spot, right? Absolutely, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we had plane crashes, bro. Uh, it was crazy. It was horrible, and uh, so people were laughing at us, bro. Like literally laughing and they walked out of the party like in laughter like guys stop don't do this again you feel me and uh my my brother that was with me he was like you know what he was more of a ladies man so to him dj was cool but it wasn't serious to him like it was to me like it was i was like i need this this, this is the only thing that's going to make my life better you know i was in that mode you feel me and um, I get it. I told you. So I was like, yeah, I'm I'm practicing like crazy, going, going, going. And um, this guy, when I started to get better, he wanted to battle me. And this is when I found out about the DJ battles, because this guy was at my school. He was like, yo, Ron, we were in a in the hallway of the school. He said, yo, Ron, I'm throwing a party this Saturday in my basement. <laughs> and I want to battle you. I said, oh, snap. Right. Oh, so, snap. Right. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, you want to. So, I, you know, I didn't want to look like no punk, Lenny. You know, I didn't want to look like no punk. So I was like, yeah, no problem, bro. I'll be there Saturday. I'll bring my records. You feel me? Bro, I got to the party. I didn't know it was going to be packed. It was packed. Okay, so I walk in. I had a big lump in my throat. I swallowed this big, huge lump, lady. Like, oh, it's packed. I thought it was gonna be like my basement, not that many people. It was full. So he's playing, crowd going crazy. He's like, oh, he get on the microphone. Oh, Ron Carroll just stepped in. He just stepped in. Oh, oh, bro. <laughs> I'm like, 
I'm like, oh, snap. Now he announced me on the mic? I was like, no. So I saw the announcement. Yo, look who walked up in here. Ron with tough with that crowd. Right, right. From the other school, because you're coming from the other side. Like, oh. Yes, bro. Yes, bro. Dude, let me tell you something. And this one, they had belt drive turntables. Oh! Belt drive. So that means that the platter, when you touch it, if you hit it too hard, it would go bang! Oh! Ooh, like it's going. <laughs> Bro, let me tell you. I So, I, you know, I walked up. I'm like, okay. I'm nervous. I walked up. So I put the record on. I said, you know, whatever, man. Just get off. You know, like, move over. So I get kind of pumped. I'm like, move over. Why, Lenny, when I grabbed the needle to put it on the record, I was shaking so hard with nervousness. I couldn't even lay the needle down on the record. It took me a minute. Like, I was shaking like I had a nervous condition. <laughs> he had Tourette's, everybody. Could you imagine? Yes, He's got Tourette's. The needle's just, like, dragging around in his hand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord help oh, us. Man, I was shaking. I'm like, oh, man. I said, gather yourself, bro. The other record's almost about to go off. I'm do, you remember, do you remember what record that was that was playing? Like, what were you getting ready to drop? Do you remember any of that? Dude, the guy was playing Pipeline. Oh! Okay. Yes. So I was about to play Sing Sing. Oh. So I'm putting, I'm trying to put on same, same dude. And you know, those belt drives, the pitch control is not steady at all, dude. I finally get the needle on the record. I'm doing a, the pitch. Dude, I just slammed it in because it was just going so fast. And I just slammed it in. Everybody looked at me like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, no, wait. Just a little. Hang tight. Hang tight. Hold on. You know, just a little. Little jitters right now. I got little jitters. Hold on. Put it this way. The guy crushed me. Aww. He crushed me. But that's the kind of story Everybody, we want to We don't want to hear you, K-Victorious, because we knew it couldn't be like that. We knew you had to be real exactly, about it. Exactly, man. Exactly. So I was like, okay. And he went through the whole school. Ron's garbage. You know, he ain't, he ain't <laughs> no real DJ. The whole no school. Ron's DJ. garbage. <laughs> terrible bro terrible bro and that's killer well, it. that's killer to a young guy starting out oh yeah it's like just take oh. your wind out of your sails you suck ron what yeah exactly <laughs> i don't suck you're fighting people now i don't suck yes bro yes, right? sir. Yes, you don't even know what you're doing man just coming because they're hearing it because it's going around the school it's the worst thing you want oh it's man yes so, it goes from the school to the neighborhood now the whole neighborhood's like yeah i heard you suck bro i heard he gave it to you oh like oh snap yeah it was it was something it was something but those are those are the lumps and the bumps that you need. You know, you need those realities always. Those checks, you need them, and it grounds you more and more as you grow. So at the end, I was it was terrible for me. But of course, when you get older, 
and you look back, you say, you know what? I appreciate that. That moment made me tighten myself up to the max, you know? So I appreciate all those moments, man. That's a moment that you'll never forget. So we're now, okay, so now we understand that the basic parties were the jams. Yes. You know, we got to keep this moving now for you. Where do you roll from there? Because you, you're working on your skills and you're also working on, I don't know if you're dreaming about producing or any of that stuff yet. You're still probably in the DJ mode, right? Yeah, when I was younger, it was just all about, at the time, uh, being good as a DJ, being respected as one. So that was the only focus. And you know, I heard about people making tracks like Steve Poindexter, um, and things like that. And, and I could mean, if you want me to fast forward, I could speed up through this part and get to that part. Because no, that no, part no, is really... No, we want to get all of it. You give us your version. Tell us how it rolls. Because never, nobody's never heard any of this stuff from you before. Yeah, so when it comes to the basement parties, let me say how I began to conquer that. Pretty much, once I got my skills up to par... Um, I linked up with another guy at my school, and I forgot his name, but his family didn't have a lot. They were very, they were poor, <clears throat> but they lived at a house like about two blocks up from mine on another street, and I've always been this visionary. I see things, and I just see it in a bigger way. I've always been like that, so I said, you know what, bro? We went by his house one day, we went to the basement, and I just saw like an open canvas. I said, bro, let's do something in this basement. Let's do a party. And he said, really, Ron? I said, listen, man, we both don't have that much money. Let's just do it. Let's try to make some money out of it. Let's do what we want to do. So at the time, my other brother was in wood shop at the school. So in Woodshop, he was making double 18 scoops, base cabinets. Oh, wow. In the Woodshop. Okay? Mm hmm So I told my brother, I said, when you're done with those scoops, we're going to need them for the new spot. He said, the new spot? I said, yeah, I found a spot. He said, okay, cool. And then he finished about a week later. I said, we're going to bring him to the new spot. He said, where? I said, I like, it's, it's up the street. He came, he saw it. He had his boys with a truck bring him over. We took him in the basement. I said, we're going to throw a party this weekend. Now, Lenny, we used to make our own flyers, okay? And the way we did them, we used to cut letters out of magazines, paste them on a paper with a picture, and photo, you know, like take a photocopy of it. Press it down on the screen and make a photocopy of it. Now, everybody, and this is how we listen to that carefully. We call that ghetto technology. Yes, we all did that because nobody had any money. Nobody had money back then. To do Thank anything. you. We didn't have money, so we we used to go to the school, the copier at school. <laughs> you make, don't use their resources. You yeah, know, you use everything you can. We use your copy. We need to make a copy. You didn't mention you're going to make three hundred. Or 400 Xerox copies, right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we did three to 400 Xerox copies. And, brother, let me tell you, 
I went around that school with the utmost confidence, like, yo, we got the new spot. This is going to be the hot spot in the neighborhood. You got to check us out on this Saturday. So we threw the party, right? And by that time, I was pretty decent. The sound was hitting. Everybody's like, oh, this is the spot. I say, yeah. So we threw about three parties there. And then I had to name it because it was just the spot on the block, right? So I went into club mode. I said, we're going to call this the banging enterprise because we bang the box up in here. And it's the enterprise of the bang, you know? And he was like, yeah, I like that. Lenny, I didn't went and got a dude that was a tagger in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I said, bro, I want you to come tag the wall in the basement. He said, all right. He came through. He tagged Banging Enterprise on the wall. Boom. I said, this is about to be official. We had a smoke room. Where we had the curtain pulled. You want to smoke your little weed and, you know, drink. You do it in that little room. Everybody party outside. Moral of the story is the place became so famous. Gene Hunt played there. Lil Lewis played there. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wait a minute. I want to ask a major question. Yeah. Somebody wrote Steve Poindexter. Is that the person's house? No, it was not Steve Poindexter's house. Okay. It wasn't his house. Okay. Um, it was a, It was another guy. Steve lived. Um, All right. Yeah, he didn't live in that area, but no, it wasn't Steve's house. Okay. But, so I wanted to clarify because some people are writing Steve down. Okay. So the second question I was, whose parents was around in the, the basement of the house? Who's I don't. Okay. How was that? So here, That's what I want so to hear. So his parents, right? His parents were like those parents that drink and smoke, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like they didn't they didn't care as long as we weren't fighting. You know, they were upstairs smoking and drinking themselves. We were downstairs having a party. And I mean, when I tell you, little Lewis came with two 707 reel-to-reels, and rock that basement completely out, bro. Like, unbelievable. I know. Ferris Thomas, DJ. all of them. Great DJ, Lil Lewis. I know that. I've heard him play. Great. Yes. yes. So that's how popular it became. <laughs> I can't get over this. I, I, can't, I can't believe that I'm hearing about a basement party. Yes, how sir. How many people would you fit into this basement? How big was this basement? Okay, so we could only get like 150, 175 tight in the basement. The reason we got closed down is because when we had Lil Lewis, there was a line that went all the way up the block. <laughs> what? You actually Dude, had was a, a line. Wait, you had a line like like a nightclub line. Yes, sir. And the police was like, "What's going okay, on?" We know y'all been doing this, but this right here is like ridiculous because people were smoking loud and drinking while they're waiting on the block. People are like calling the police. You know what I mean? Yo, we got vagrant issues on this block. <laughs> exactly. I want these kids off my block. Exactly. And after that, we had to shut it. 
But it was an amazing experience, bro. How oh, long amazing. did you go for? But how long did you do these parties? Please search for part two of this podcast on the platform you're watching or listening to. And please do not forget to follow us.